0: What a wild weekend. Wow. Uh, it was exciting. It was fun. There was a lot to watch, a lot to pay attention to, and it all culminated last night in the absolute ass-kicking of the Dallas Cowboys. What a weekend. Man, oh man, oh man. Today is Packers game day. Packers in Las Vegas. They got Monday night football coming up tonight. Don't forget the Green Gold post postgame show immediately following. Tonight... I think we're going to do a watch party. Uh, I think that's what we're going to do tonight. I think we're going to go, uh, and I, I got to figure out how to do it properly, but uh, I think we're going to go down to the great room tonight, have some uh, cameras uh, up and running, and we're going to watch the thing together. So if you want to join me tonight during the game, I think that's uh, that's what we're going to do. It'll just be just blanket behind the scenes, in the in the great room, fire going, all that kind of stuff. There you go. All that kind of stuff. So uh, tonight we're just going to do a live watch party, and it'll be fun. It'll be a good time tonight. So that's coming up the, uh, later on this evening. Uh, but over the weekend, man, what a wild weekend it was. I uh, had a great time at to the Badger game on Saturday for those that uh, saw the pictures and the videos and all that kind of stuff. Had a lot of fun, and I got some stories about that. Uh, and great to see everybody uh, out in Cap Randall and, you know, over the tailgates and walking up and down Regent Street. So we had a blast there. Kristen's first game first ever Badger game so enjoy that and uh, then you've got the wild weekend that was in the NFL and uh, Grant now I heard this uh, just barely I was just turning everything on when you had said this this was what who was it UW lacrosse knocked off Whitewater yeah for the first time since 2004 on Saturday afternoon huge now where they play they played at Perkins Stadium. It was at uh, Whitewater, okay. and I was going to say that's one of the bigger stadiums. So yeah. I, I was when you said there was close to what twenty
1: thousand people there. I think there was like twenty thousand in, and in change. Yeah. Um, Okay, and I'm and I as I went to UWL, I'm not like rubbing this in the face of Whitewater or anything. It's just it's really funny because I'm wearing the Whitewater pullover today. (laughs) It's it's really cool, selfishly for me. And I think for other people who follow UWL football, because they've been so close the last couple of years. UWL and Whitewater, they've played these down to the wire classics the last few years. And I'm just happy that my team ended up on on the winning side of one of these. It was cool. Was it, it was last year that
0: Whitewater came to UWL? And that was the same weekend as Oktoberfest too. Yep, yep. Because Which is the town was perfect. like electric, and both teams were actually really good. Yeah, and Whitewater ended up winning that game, but it, it was uh, it, it was the the whole town was on fire mm-hmm. between Oktoberfest and that game, and just uh, you know all the students and everybody walking up and down uh, the streets, and you know going to the pubs and stuff because that was. That was a we had a great time at Oktoberfest last year, but it was due in part to the game being that same weekend as well, because that whole town was on fire. We went, and and I say this jokingly, but we did. We walked to the library, Dublin Square, over by Buzzard Billy's. We were at Animal House. We were at all those bars, walking up and down the street, and then we ended up over at Howie's, and then back down at the the grounds, and we were over at the what was it, Freight uh, Freight House? Yeah. Charmont, and I mean we did a lot of drinking and walking and drinking and walking I mean it was and there were students and, and fans everywhere yeah in that town last year so it was a good time yeah and round. it was it was really cool it was a
1: 51 yard field goal to break the tie as time expired so UW won 37 wow. 34 which I mean it barely wow. it barely snuck over <laughs> yeah. it, it had we to be a foot
0: or two that was it <laughs> I used to do uh every Friday um interview with the Whitewater coach and we used to take a look around the WEOC. We, we got to get into that again because nobody does that. And that was something that was a staple on, on the network years ago. And that would be great to do again this year, um, we, we, or at least in the upcoming years. So that, that was always fun. That was always a good time. Uh, and then we had uh, – we, we missed you out at, uh, out at the, uh, the Red Zone. On Regent Street, you were like the only member of the staff
1: that wasn't there. Yeah. RJ texted me, said, Bill's here. And I responded. I said, well, I haven't got out of bed yet. So I I, <laughs> I, I was not prepared for the 830 start. And I, I was in Milwaukee. Right. I was with uh with the girlfriend one of these weekends when we're in Madison. What is her name? Uh, Rachel
0: is her name. Okay.
1: I had no idea. So we, we, we did not exactly get off to a fast start on Saturday yeah. morning. So I saw pictures of you guys at the red zone, and I'm <coughs> still laying in bed. I felt, yeah. I felt a little lazy, a little bit like a bum,
0: but I'll get over it. Yeah, we, uh, we, th- this is what happened, because we hadn't planned on going. Uh, there was uh, a couple of winners uh, from the motorcycle ride. Um, they chose the Rutgers game to go to. And so we always make sure that, you know, whenever they go, they have a good time and they get into the tailgates and all that stuff. And Tom Walker, who is with our company, the president of our company, said, yeah, you know, bring them on down to our tailgate and we'll we'll show everybody a good time. What happened was they had sent me the tickets to my account and I, for whatever reason, could not transfer them. So we had to get two more tickets to send to the winner's. So in the meantime, I've got two Badger tickets in my account that I can't do anything with. And Kristen and I are driving around on Thursday. And I said, you know, I got these tickets. I don't know if I can move them. And and she looked at me. She said, you know, I've never been to a Badger game. I'm like, really? You've been here? I mean, don't get me wrong. She's not from here. She's from the East Coast. But she's been here like eight, nine years or something like that. I said, never been to a Badger game? No. Uh, I said, okay. Well, then we'll go. So we got up. Went and uh, saw Ebo and Rowdy and the gang and then um, walked down to the tailgate for, uh, we, we got like 11 radio stations at the flagship there in Madison, so I, I don't know how many we have, but they had a, a big tailgate party, so we went there for a little bit, and we went to the game, and it was great. It, w- it was a lot of fun. I, I got my own thoughts on all of this when it comes to the game itself from what I've seen on TV and what I've seen in person. Uh, but I said, you know, we got to at least stick around for a jump around, you know, uh so we got to jump around and it I taped it. I, I, I took my phone out and I wanted to get a really good video of all of this to be able to post it. But up top we were in section II, which is up top in the upper deck, uh off if you're looking at the field, it's like towards the end zone where the badgers come out of. And it the 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 concrete literally like comes in waves as people start jumping. I mean, you can feel it. It's, it's very obvious. And Kristen, Kristen got nauseous because she's afraid of elevators and gets nauseous in elevators. And that's what it was like. It was like when you stop at a floor and then go again and stop and go again. So for that entire two and a half minutes of jump around, uh, with the, the concrete, like moving in waves, <laughs> she's like, what a cool thing. This is great. And then at the end of it, she's like, I'm sick. like, Son of a biscuit! So we ended up taking off after uh, after that, but ha- had a great time, had a lot of fun, walked a few bars, had some dinner out in Madison, and then came back uh, came back home and kind of crashed. And actually, I take that back. Had some dinner in Madison, or like late afternoon, you know, something to eat in Madison. Then came home, and then went to a place here, a steakhouse that I hadn't been to in a long time in Waukesha, Eric's uh, Eric's Porterhouse. Which was actually really good. The last time I was there, it wasn't great, and this time I went, it was really, really good. So we had a great night, and ended up getting a cigar and just coming home and crashing after that. But what a what a weekend! Yeah. Um, so watching the the Badgers, I I'll say this: when you watch Ohio State and Michigan and Penn State play, it, it's it's just it's going to take a little while. You know, a win's a win. And you keep winning and you keep moving on. And you're going to be bowl eligible. You know, I, I understand all of that. You know, the Badgers are going to, they'll get into a ball game. But Tanner Mordecai is a a crazy quarterback because one minute he will throw a bullet to where it it's in the only possible place for him to put it, and it's dead nuts on the money. And you're like, wow, what a throw. What a throw. And then there's times where you're you, he throws, and I'm like, "Where in the absolute hell are you throwing it? It's so off, and I don't know if it's his footwork uh from you know, I wasn't paying overwhelmingly close attention to that, but I don't know if it's his footwork. I don't know if it's just inaccuracy at times. There was a couple of times he went to throw deep, one was like this. You know, it was this perfect spiral drop in the bucket. And then the next one was this lame duck wobbler that floated out. I'm thinking, you know, if I had a shotgun, I'd blast it out of the air. It just, I, it's it's, it's hit or miss. It's hit or miss when, when it comes to Tanner Mordecai. Uh, the offensive line is nowhere what it used to be. As far as big road graders at the University of Wisconsin. They, they have technique and finesse, but they are not beasts. By any stretch of the imagination, um, when you look at some of the defensive fronts they, that they could end up facing, um, man, poof, later in this season, uh, I wonder how much pressure is going to be put on the quarterback or if the run game is even going to be there. I really do. And, you know, it, it that game could have been in peril had Rutgers scored and the pick six not happened because Rutgers two times in a row went right down the field like it was nothing. And they just ground their way downfield, and uh, then, you know, the pick six happened, and that you know that was kind of a fourteen point swing in favor of the Badgers because that meant that obviously Rutgers didn't score and the Badgers did, and so the rest was history. But that game could have been a little bit different. So, but that's it. Just up close and personal, man. They, they just they are a a good team, but nowhere near a great team, and. You know, like I said, it's going to take a little while to kind of get you know some other guys there with Luke Fickle, but uh, Tanner Mordecai, man, he's got to be more accurate and better if they're going to do anything uh, deeper into the into the season.
1: Do so. you see flashes and moments where, like, oh, there's the there's the air raid, there's the offense. It's it's coming. Yeah. They're figuring it out little by little. Because
0: as long as I'm seeing that and they're winning and improving every week, I'll take it. I I do, but when you get up against really good teams. You know, because and again, you're only going to have how many teams that are on your. You're going to have an Ohio State every now and then, a Penn State every now and then. I don't even know if I was going to be that good, but you look at a few of those teams. I mean, when you talk about the teams that are in the Big Ten, who's really challenging you? Who's really the creme de la creme? It's Ohio State and Michigan. Maybe you could throw Penn State in there, but beyond that, everybody else is pretty much on an equal equal footing. Um, I I. The, the the upper echelon of teams you watch them you watch Michigan over the weekend you watch them go and that's that's a a minor league NFL team this is not this 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 used to be the staple of Wisconsin football for years and years and years was didn't matter who was throwing the football because they were always going to have road graders up front that were going to keep the pocket pretty much clean and they were going to be able to open up holes. And, and grind on you come the third and fourth quarter, they were just going to beat you up because you were so tired in the trenches from trying to grind on these guys, and they were just beating you up. That was always the staple of a Wisconsin Badger football team. Not anymore. Because there was still pressure, there's still guys getting after it, and they looked to be, I don't want to say worn down, but still on equal footing. So I, I, I just, it's, it's not the same. It's it's just not what it used to be, and maybe that's good. Maybe that's because you want agile guys to be able to you know pass block more than run block. But when you don't have a good passing game, that then that doesn't mean anything either. You know, if you got a bunch of pass blocking offensive linemen, but yet you don't have a pass game with legitimate outside weapons, weapons in the plural sense, and a quarterback that can drop it, drop the ball into the bucket consistently, then you're gonna need the run game. And when you guy, when guys can't blow open holes, and you're relying on you know. Chesmalusi Lucy and, and Braylon Allen and obviously Chesmalusi's down but you're relying on these guys to make something out of nothing that that's that's no way to go it's like what is your identity your identity is hope and pray and so I anyway it's it's I know the world has changed in the world of the NFL and the world of football because everybody likes to to you know throw the ball all over the place now and I understand that but Man, the, the the big staple for the offense was always big, a giant road-grading offensive lineman that could always pass block. But yet, in that sense, they could still blow open holes when you absolutely positively needed it. So they just they don't have that. But they're still winning. I mean, defensively, they all you got to do is make a few plays, create a few turnovers, and you're, you're going to win a lot of games. And so kudos to them for doing it, you know, right now. But, man, you match up against a, an Ohio State or a Michigan, poof. I just don't see that turning out very good to be honest with you. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. That's the phone number to get a hold of us. If you want to hit us up on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels, at at Wisco Grant, I should say, at Wisco Grant. Uh, You can also find us on Instagram, The Bill Michaels Show. Uh, Facebook continues to be the the growing way to get a hold of us. You can do that there. Go to Facebook.com and The Bill Michaels Show. YouTube.com. Uh, simply youtube.com slash bill michaels show and you can find us there as well and uh, email the program the michaels at com. so plenty of ways to get a hold of the program when we come back there's a lot of stuff going on today who are we have today because i know we got some mike clemens later on well we i think
1: mike clemens is going to be in rare form today because he was in he's been in vegas for a bit so we're going to get the yeah, best Yeah, mike, uh,
0: mike i'll tell you a quick story uh when we come back about mike he texted me and i i think it was the middle of the night i have no idea but uh, yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what, Mike had to say. Mike texted me something. I'm like, "There's no way," and then he sent me back a, a an emoji or something to where I figured out he was kidding. But I thought he was actually going to do this. So he didn't uh, wake so up on Mike the roof on. of one of the casinos. No, 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 okay. no, no, no. Okay. no, no,
1: no, Uh, We have Mike Clemens in the one o'clock hour, later in the one o'clock hour, Eric Baranchek, 1130. And Bill, I'm 90% sure I'm just working to confirm that Kevin Harlan, who's going to be on the call for Westwood One tonight mm-hmm. out in Vegas, is going to join us around one, right before Excellent. Mike.
0: Yeah. Excellent. Good stuff. All right, stay tuned. We got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show this portion of the program. Being brought to you by our friends over there at Pellet of Wisconsin. And if you uh, were uh, up this morning early Inland wise, you might have looked and saw some uh, frost on your pumpkins. And uh, yes, that was true. We had some frost last night, and it keeps the cold air out and the warm air in. And that is our friends of Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. And uh, <laughs> we uh, had left uh some stuff on the tiki bar last night that should not have been frozen, and it was, unfortunately, or at least frosted over. Um, but that being said, I woke up and I was kind of like, oh, I'm looking outside. I'm like, is that really frost? And sure enough, it was. I know we had a frost advisory tonight, but I still didn't believe it was going to happen. But stayed nice and warm in the house. And when you talk about curb appeal and getting rid of the drafts and the cold air blowing through and all of that, it just, you know, plus not to mention laying your head on your pillow at night and just knowing you're safe as well because the windows and the doors properly lock. That's huge. Uh, Go to PellaWI.com, P E L L A, PellaWI.com. .com. That's Pellet, W Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
2: All right, Team Pellet, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays
0: Tonight you might be heading out watching a game somewhere. Uh, Stoley's Hog Alley out in Oconomowoc, Stole's Home 109 in Watertown. Both places. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Great burgers, pizza, TVs everywhere. Great atmosphere. Good people, good stuff. Stoly's Hog Alley in Lake Country, Stoles Old 109 in Watertown, both places. Great to go, catch a game, or just go enjoy yourself. Uh, Brady says, is this Luke Fickle, Gary Anderson redo? No, not at all. Completely different. (laughs) Completely different. Luke Fickle is a much better. Remember, Luke Fickle took Cincinnati to the final four. Gary Anderson hasn't done anything. No, <laughs> no, not at all, not at all. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. So last night, I all I wanted to do yesterday went out and ran around, did a few errands and such, watched some NFL, and I just hunkered down last night. Went down to the wagon wheel. I made myself the the cider, the bourbon cider. I was ready to go. I sat down and started watching that game. And got to about halftime, and I'm like, okay, you know, this is still a game. And, you know, if you ever figure out if Dak Prescott's ever going to kind of, you know, mount a comeback, this would be it. And so we sat there and then watched the second half unfold. I I feel validated. I, I don't always get everything right. I know that. You know that. But I've said for a long time, Dak Prescott under pressure sucks. And my God, does he suck. He's terrible. He's not a good quarterback. He's never been a good quarterback. He never deserved all that money. He's all flash and no substance. And Brock Purdy whooped his ass last night. On, because people say, wow, it's not Purdy against Dak Prescott. Oh, yes, it was. Brock Purdy was under just as much pressure. Had, ju- had That was a vaunted defense, right, coming into this game. That Cowboys defense and Micah Parsons and all everything they can bring. And Oh, yes, it was. Don't tell me it wasn't. Don't tell me it wasn't. And they whooped their ass. Brock Purdy had a quarterback rating last night of 144 more plus, Four touchdowns, no picks. Dak Prescott looked awful last night. He looked confused. He looked slow. He looked scared. And I took a ton of pleasure. I took a ton of pleasure. So I, I, was, I, was, I was a little giddy last night watching that game it's not that I wanted to see the Cowboys and Mike McCarthy lose or anything like that it's just I every 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 time I bring up Dak Prescott I get into it with these Cowboys fans uh that listen from all over the country and they I don't know maybe they just hate the Packers so much they want to listen to see what the Packers are doing but they were the ones that jump all over it after Aaron Rodgers left and Packers are never going to be good again and can't find Hall of Fame play and I'm like okay you may be right I don't know I mean the likelihood of them finding a another hall of fame quarterback's probably nil. So, okay, I understand it. And then when I would rip Dak Prescott, they'd get all over me and every time a big game comes up, Dak Prescott chokes. That felt like a playoff atmosphere last night and they whooped your ass and I took a lot of pleasure in it. I don't know why, but I did. I just quietly smiled, went up to bed, enjoyed my night. That was that was it. That that was woof. Uh Mary says I don't know if the Niners are just good or lucky. Oh no, they're good. Shanahan is a hell of a coach. They've got weapons at, you know, George Kittle was on fire last night. Uh but they've got weapons all over the place and they've got a good defense. It's well run and I te- I tweeted this out last night. And I said watching that 49ers defense get after it and they were hitting. You could hear the popping of the pads last night. They were hitting. And I I got depressed. I got to be honest. I got depressed. When was the last time? Grant, when was the last time you saw a Packers defense play with that tenacity? 2010, maybe. Maybe? Maybe, yeah. And even then, they were more of a finesse defense. They weren't a a, a beat-you-up defense. That defense beat them up last night. Why in the hell can't our defense play like that? I, I have no idea. They have just a – I mean, you look at a guy like T.J. Watt, and he single-handedly beat the the um, Baltimore Ravens. I mean, he just beat the hell out of them. Comes up with a big fumble at the end of the game to seal the deal. I, we don't have anybody like that. Anybody. that it's, I can't remember the last time that this Packers defense played like that. That 49ers defense whooped ass last night. They were on a mission, and I haven't seen the Packers defense play like that in a long time. Uh, Rick says it's attitude and coaching. I, you might be right. You might be right. That's the reason you see – look what happened with Detroit. Detroit, man, they they whooped ass yesterday as well. All with attitude, man. They did it in the trenches, and they just beat them up. And Jared Goff's playing about as good a football as he could possibly play. He's been fantastic. But, man, oh, man, oh, man. Uh, but, but I was excited to watch that. That was that was that was a fun game to watch last night. But I, I tweeted it out and nobody really responded, and everybody just said I I agree. Forty two to ten, the 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 final last night. 42 to the 10, in case you didn't stay up. I think the Packer or the, the Niners personnel is
1: that good, but I also think there's attitude. I, I think that comment yep. was right, Bill. Oren Burks had a pick last night. He used to play for the Packers. Right? Like, they right? take players from elsewhere, they bring them in, and they, they juice them up. They play with this edge that I don't really see elsewhere in the NFL.
0: And Oren Burks was a, a bust, a huge bust here for where he was chosen. He just never... Looked like he was going to do anything. He goes to San Francisco, suddenly he's picking balls off and everything, and suddenly he's something. So, yeah, that would definitely be coaching. Uh, any surprises yesterday? Other, uh, so, let me ask you this, um, because I can't remember going through our picks. The difference – you took Atlanta, Indianapolis, Cincinnati, and Dallas, and I took San Fran – uh, I did take uh, the Arizona Cardinals, which boy uh, Joe Burrow suddenly showed up. Him and uh, him and Jamar Chase, holy mackerel, they had a hell of a game. Um, you took Atlanta in that contest. Atlanta ended up winning. You were right there, but I think it was a two point spread, wasn't it? I don't remember. I'll have to go back. I think look. it was a two point spread. I think I still won that game. I think you did too. Yeah. I think it was. I think I won that game. Um. And then you took Indianapolis, and sure enough, Indianapolis won. So all the game, all the teams you took except for Dallas won. I was picking with my be. heart. I I just want to see the Niners lose. I want to see
1: Brock Purdy have a crummy game because I'm just I'm sick of this. I'm sick of the. I hate the Niners <laughs> way more than I hate the Cowboys. And I was tweeting back and forth with this about people. I don't understand why Packers fans have more angst towards Dallas than they do San Fran. Dallas knocked us out a couple times in the '90s. But the last decade, Bill, it's been the Niners beating us and keeping us away from yeah. the playoffs. I, I don't know why we all have so much love lost for the Cowboys, but we have no problem with the Niners. I hate that team.
0: I'm not a fan of the Niners either. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I like the fact that Mister Irrelevant is whooping ass, but beyond that, I'm I, no. I'm not. Uh, I, I'm not a fan of the Niners either by any stretch of the imagination. I just, I, I'm more anti Dak Prescott than I am anything because I knew the minute, the minute Jerry Jones paid him was a mistake, and I smiled the entire time, the entire time. Uh, let's real quick, uh, bottom of the hour here, we, we're going to take a break, but we'll get to Derek and Albany. Derek, how you doing today, man? What's going on?
3: Hey, Bill, good to talk to you. i tell you, uh, Purdy looked like Joe Montana last night, didn't
0: he? Yep, yep. He should have been wearing 16, I mean, really. not 13.
3: And having watched football for a long time, Bill, I always mention that, but I'm, you know, I'm in my mid-60s and I've been watching a hell of a long time, and I see trends. And one of them I see, and I'd love for you to ask one of your analysts that comes on. I mean, when I was out to Green Bay uh, last year, we, we ended up running into Steve Berline, and I kind of touched upon this but didn't have time to get really into it. When you're an offensive lineman and you have to go out and block the linebackers, what we've seen with linebackers, Bill, and you know this, in the last 20 years, linebackers have gotten smaller and faster. Mm-hmm. And they're not like Dick Butkus and Ray Nitschke so much. And they're, you know, guys playing at 235. It's hard for an offensive lineman who weighs 300 pounds or more to go out in space and block these guys. Mm-hmm. It's just right. hard to get to them. And it's not it's not like they can't physically overpower them. They can't get to them. And so I think a lot of running games are suffering because of that. And a guy like Aaron Jones can make it look good versus A.J. Dillon because Aaron can make people miss initially, right away. He's got that quick twitch. You know, Dillon, if you get him him out in space, maybe he can run over people, but he needs to get up steam and he he can't get it because the linebackers are there. So that's something that I see is that it's hard. That's one of the hardest things for offensive linemen to do. It's a lot easier to pass block, I would think, because you're standing there and you're just in a hand fight. So I think getting out in space. I'd like you to address that, or have you know some of the analysts talk sure. about that because I think that's an interesting perspective that I've seen.
0: Yeah, no, I appreciate the phone call, Derek. Uh, when you talk about an offensive lineman in today's day and age, first of all, they're not as they're not three twenty-five anymore, so uh, they're a little bit smaller. But trying to catch linebackers in space not easy. Completely agree with that. When you go back to AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon's lost his initial step, his his initial quickness. He's a he's he's slow to get out of uh, out of the out of the gate, so to speak. Uh, whereas Aaron Jones still has that burst. You, it's just it's night and day when you see it in person. It's just to watch the quickness of Aaron Jones versus the the plodding, slow, high knee grinding motion that that AJ Dillon just lost a step. I I, I can't. I can't sit here and quantify it in any other way. He just looks like he's lost a step in that split second to get from taking the handoff to getting hitting the offense to the line, you know, the line of scrimmage, and then trying to plod forward or, or hit the gap. the gap closes like that and he just doesn't have that burst of quickness to get through that. Therefore he's always trying to drag two or three guys. and because he runs upright more so than anything, uh, he's easily either taken down directly down or blown backwards because he doesn't lean forward to at least take two or three guys with him with that strong lower body he's supposed to have to where he can actually grind through. So I've said all along, I just think it just looks to me like he's lost his step. Appreciate the phone call. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Stick around. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's oh coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
2: Good to have
0: you back. Don't forget, coming up after the game tonight, the Green and Gold Post game show immediately. Immediately after every Packer game. We got your reaction, analysis. Mike is going to be live inside the uh, the locker room. All of that. Mike is in Vegas. So I was saying before that Mike sent me a text. i got to find this thing here real quick. So Mike sent me a text. And uh, where is it at? Uh, here it is. So Mike... Uh, <laughs> Um, Mike sends me a text, uh, Saturday night at about nine o'clock. (laughs) And he says, uh, it says one second, working on a spotlight from the Lambeau field office for Monday. I said, okay, great. And then he texts me back later that night, (laughs) ready to fly out heading to the chicken ranch. (laughs) Do you think I should do a piece there? Uh, and then he had, LOL, okay, not for air. Because I thought at first he was serious. I'm thinking, because Mike's that guy. Mike likes to go. We, we went to uh, San Francisco for the Super Bowl at the Santa Clara uh, years ago, uh, the last time it was there. And Mike ended up going to Chico, California, and sat down with, like, the the former high school coach that coached Aaron Rodgers and people that knew Rodgers and friends. And, and I mean, he, he started finding people that all knew Aaron Rodgers. And so I thought he's going to get to Vegas and he's going to scout a little bit where our house is for Super Bowl because Super Bowl is there this year. And then he's going to end up scouting out something else, you know, because obviously the Formula One race is coming there in about a month and the whole strip looks different. You can't even hardly walk around and see a lot of the hotels because the strip has been covered with stands and corporate tents and hospitality. I mean, it's really a bizarre scene out there right now. But I thought Mike's going to head to the chicken ranch. You see mike grant can you see mike doing a, a feature from the chicken ranch
1: i thought you were can- going to tell me he was out at the hoover dam reporting on the water levels right in
2: that no
0: lake. no i'm sure he probably could you know he's probably out there looking for a couple of mob hits and 55 gallon drums or something i just i i, I it was funny because i woke up to it ne- because i'd already gone to sleep well i woke up the next morning and i see the text and i'm thinking oh my god he's actually going to the chicken Ranch. and i could see this you know my like doing a report, you know, so I ran into a girl. Her name was Candy Alps. And you know, it's funny because I, I met her, and I told her I said I got a friend of mine whose daughter was named Candy, and but she wasn't Alps. I'm wasn't even sure if Alps was her really last name, but she had an uncle whose brother ended up going to Green Bay to see his first Packers game. And he was there when Brett Favre dove into the end zone. But that was actually a County Stadium because he was going to be on the sideline. But he went to Green Bay by mistake. Well, anyway, long story short was that Candy Alps, because he had nowhere to go, and he went to the wrong city when Aaron, when Brett Favre was diving into the end zone against Atlanta at County Stadium. He was in Green Bay. He had nothing to do. So he ended up hooking up with this one girl. And this girl ended up having a daughter, and that was Candy Alps. <laughs> i just I just pictured Mike fighting somebody who knows something about Green Bay Packer football at the Bunny Ranch before it's all said and done.
1: I thought that was Mike Clemens for a sec. I was getting audio. I was like, do I have to play audio back here? Is, this- is it 1 o'clock? I, I believed right?
0: it. I believed it. Here here was her description of the, con- the the conception. You know, well, I had my leg back behind my head in the backseat of a car. <laughs> so, oh, my God. <laughs> so I thought, oh, God, we're going to get a – Going to get a full report. But Mike is in Vegas, uh, and we will hear from Mike coming up a little bit later on in the program. That's for sure. Um, uh, Bill says, I congratulate UW-Cross beating Whitewater by a 51-yard field goal with just a second left. So, uh, congratulations to them. (laughs) Craig says, and now back to Cinnamon. There you go. Uh, (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to chime in, you can. Uh, Mark says, uh, some of the surprise upsets from yesterday. I was really surprised that the Baltimore Ravens ended up losing to the Pittsburgh Steelers. What a boring game, but a hard-fought game. Baltimore, for all that they are, they I, I mean, that the, you're right, it was a hard-fought game. But Baltimore, how, did anybody count the drops yesterday? I mean, they could have moved the football. They could have scored they they could not catch to save their life. It wasn't like Lamar Jackson was terrible. But they had to have at least four drops in that game. At least it was it was terrible. What did uh, what was the final numbers for uh Lamar Jackson with a uh, one pick and a 65.2 quarterback rating, 22 of 38. You got to figure there was at least one touchdown that should have been a touchdown. So that should have been in there. And three drops there was a diving uh play across the middle the tight end dropped the football there was another one where the wideout obj uh, did not fight for the ball he didn't come out and down with one those are three that i can think of off the top of my head there was like one or two more i could not get over how how bad the receiving core was for lamar jackson yesterday and look i'm not a lamar jackson defender or fan by any stretch of the imagination but my goodness and uh, Kenny Pickett with a 41-yard touchdown throw to uh, Pickens late in that ball game, which was actually really nice, really nice play. And Pittsburgh goes on to get a win. When Pittsburgh is strong in that division, it for whatever reason, it just makes everything better. It makes that division so much better. It just does. Colts got a surprising win at home yesterday, 23-16. And how about the Jaguars? The Bills beat the hell out of Miami the week prior. They go to London. And get drilled by, by the Jaguars, who now are 3-2 and two on the season. How about that? Well, the, that Jags, the Jags know what they're doing over there. It's the first NFL yes, team ever have. to win multiple games in London in one year. Yep. Yep. The uh, Jaguars seem to have the – and that's what I've said before, is the Jaguars for years were the team that said, we'll go. We don't have a problem with it because they get paid for it. They get paid for a, a full crowd regardless. But they don't mind going. They've got that thing whole – they got that thing down. They got that thing down. Falcons knocked off the Texans. Uh, C.J. Stroud, not a great day yesterday, but uh, the Falcons get a 21-19 win. The Giants uh, the, the Giants just aren't a good football team. They're 1-4 in the season after being a, a you know relatively successful playoff team last year. Everything's just kind of falling apart in New York. Uh, although it was the Nathaniel Hackett revenge game yesterday. He ended up getting the game ball, 31-21. The Jets actually scored yesterday. And and now, granted, as people are going to point out, it was against the the lowly Broncos, but still, it wasn't a wasn't a terrible gate at the ball yard. Uh, you got Zach Wilson, uh, had the one pick, but had just under a tick under 200 yards. Now, don't get me wrong, Brees Hall had a 177 yards and a 72 yard touchdown run, but not a bad day at the office for uh, Zach Wilson. Although he did have uh, at the end of the half when he should have. Tossed a ball into the end zone, or he should have. You know, he tried to clock it, and we, we did it as time had run out, and it was it was a just a botch of the the, the clock down the stretch on his part. But nevertheless, they get a win, and uh, I loved watching should Sean Payton and Bill Belichick for two different reasons. Sean Payton put his foot in his mouth, and then tries to to backpedal. And oh, I've already addressed that. And everybody knew that's what that game was about. Everybody coming into that game. He didn't want to talk about it. Well, it's like, dude, you said it. Now you're backing off of it. What a coward. What a gutless, punk-ass coward move. On the other hand, you've got Bill Belichick, who was an absolute jag. And now I can't, I can't root hard enough uh, against the Patriots. It's just – he's terrible. The GM – and I tweeted this out. I said, I'm watching the GM – Absolutely kill the head coach. His arrogance as to his way and what he knows. And he, look, he's forgot more football than the majority of us ever could remember. Ever. I understand that. And he's a terrific X's and O's guy. But the what he's amassed is basically a JV roster. He, he is a terrible general manager. Terrible. And then on top of it, he doubles down by being a total jerk. So I can't root hard enough against the Patriots. I, I hope they don't win another game. I hope they don't score another point. And I hope he gets run out of town. Uh, you talk about a guy that, at this point in time, the way he's done a lot, and he's a, an incredibly winning head coach. But he's here because he's trying to catch Shula's record. That's it. And with him being the GM, he's not catching Shula. He may have to catch Shula at some other in some other franchise, and that's if he's going to want to do it. I don't think he's ever going to. What is he like 20, 23 something wins or something like that away from Shula Grant? Yeah, but if they continue on this pace,
1: it's going to take them six or seven years to win that many games. Right. Like Everyone talks about it like he's so close. He's
0: not with a team that sucks this bad. He's not close no. at all. No, not at all. Not at all. And I, I absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. He's just He's just the epitome of being a jag. Uh, Listening to his press conferences yesterday and just just what a jerk he can possibly be. He's just as is. And I wish I could use stronger language, but he's just that because he wants to be that. And people like that. Yeah. Go down, go down, go down. Like with the ship sink to the bottom of the sea, you're good to go. We'll just uh, we'll float past you because you've got to just go to the bottom of the sea with your rings and enjoy yourself. And just get out of the out of the spotlight. He reminds me like Marshawn Lynch now has commercials where he's talking to people. When before, when he was actually being paid to do it, more money and playing in the NFL, he didn't want to talk to anybody. But suddenly now he wants to be this media person. It's like, no, nah, I, w- I wouldn't buy anything you sold. Nothing. Absolutely, positively nothing. Uh, let's do this. That's my that's my rant today. Uh, let's do this. I'm going to go ahead and take a quick break. Come back. we got a lot more to get to. Uh, really we got, uh, it's Packers game day today. And the fact that uh, we have not talked a lot of Packers football yet, we'll get into that. I promise you stay tuned. This portion of the program being brought to you by our friends at J and L tire. And they want to say thanks for voting them the best tire dealer. They're in Watertown and Johnson Creek, Johnson Creek specifically right off of 94. You can see it from 94. If you just look North at the Johnson Creek exit, and it doesn't matter if you're driving a minivan, a sedan. Smart car, or if you're driving, uh, you know, an 18-wheeler, they've got uh, the ability and the facility to handle everybody. And in addition to that, they do a lot of things for the community. Uh, they're very, very philanthropic. Lyle and his staff, trustworthy, good people, and uh, you know, obviously they, they get the job done, and they just give back. So just many reasons to go there. Trust them with your vehicle. I do with mine. JNLTire.com. That's JNLTire.com. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
2: All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, Jan Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. Hurry! Take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com.
1: 6.99 APR for 120 months. Circumstruction supplies. Showroom for details offers at 1031 20.
0: Maybe you're looking for uh, a little more action when it comes to tonight's contest. If that's the case, head down to Pottawatomie Hotel Casino and uh, you can go over to the temporary sports book and the kiosks that they have. Maybe throw a little bit down on tonight's contest. Go watch it in the uh, sports bar or the Rockin' Brews. And uh, check it out. Who knows? But uh, Potawatomi Hotel Casino, whether it's the sports book, the Rock and Brews, the, uh, the Dream Dance Steakhouse, uh, the gaming, bingo back, the 360 lounge, uh, the hotel, they got something for everybody. That's Potawatomi Hotel Casino. Go to PaysBig.com. That is PaysBig.com. The, uh, the game coming up tonight, um, uh, we're going to talk about this beginning in the next hour about is this a must win? And I know it's kind of crazy how important this game may or may not be. But I think it's a pretty big game. I, I think it's a pretty big game in in a lot of different senses. Uh, one is you're obviously coming off of an absolute butt whipping at the hands of the Detroit Lions. So on one hand, you can say, well, you know what? Didn't play great at home Thursday night, whatever. okay. But now you've had, was it 10, 11 days to prepare for this thing? If you come out flat in this contest, um, man, it's uh, it's not good. Not good at all. Um, I think that if the defense does not play well and they start giving it up, as we've seen, and the offense is hit or miss, can't can't run the football, offensive line is, you know, mediocre at best, um, I think then you start having real questions. And this is not a good football team that is that you're going to be facing tonight out in Las Vegas. Now, the fans are going to be amped because it's Las Vegas and it's a Monday night game, but uh, I think this is a big game. And I know some people rolled their eyes. We were talking about this over the weekend. They're like, ah, come on, it's not a big game. It's only fourth, fifth game of the season. Come on. Like, no, it's a big game. What what happens if you get drilled again? That means, and again, I go back to in the last two games, out of eight quarters, the Packers have played maybe a qu- one quarter in 12 minutes of good football. Other than that, they played terrible football. I mean, awful. If that continues tonight, I have serious, serious, serious doubts about this team and or coaching staff. We'll talk about that coming up in the next hour. 877-867-1670 and I want to I want to get you in, get you in on this. 877-867-1670. Don't forget coming up tonight after the ball game, got the Green to Gold post game show live tonight again, and we're going to do some watch party stuff tonight too over on the live stream as well tonight if you want to jump in on that. Maybe a little discussion back and forth. We got more coming up right after this.